0: Welcome to Ozark Natural Foods, the co op podcast featuring stories and information about the largest food co op in Arkansas. Based in Fayetteville and serving all of northwest Arkansas, the co op has been around for 50 plus years, providing community and encouraging a love of food that is good for us and our planet. Learn our history and standards of quality. Meet our co-op members, employees, and vendors, and understand why being locally focused is vital to our food, products, and economy. The co-op has leveraged cooperative economics here in Northwest Arkansas to bring the freshest and the best food to our whole community. Listen to Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op podcast today to learn why. Hey, folks, and welcome to the
1: Ozark Natural Foods Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we have a great episode in store for you today. We are sitting down with Becky Parmalee from Parmalee Homestead Creations to learn more about her business and also just about her understanding of the co-op business model. Becky, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, first thing I want to do is is I want you to tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with the co-op.
2: Sure. I am originally from Ames, Iowa, and I moved down to Fayetteville for a career opportunity the winter of 2014. And it was actually a co-worker who introduced me to the co-op. Prior to that, I had lived on a farm in central Iowa, and all of our stuff was homegrown and locally sourced. It doesn't yeah. get much more local than that. Right. So it was really nice to find that when we moved here in the co-op. So.
1: Yeah. So did it remind you of home?
2: It did. I love shopping there. It was one of my favorite parts of the week. Oh, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. So so tell us a little bit about Parmalee Homestead Creations.
2: Sure. We started my husband and I started a business the summer uh, late summer of 2021. Okay. There was An unexpected employment change in our family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at a necessity, this was something I knew how to do. And so I make jam, jelly, sauce and salsa, sweet, spicy and savory. And, uh, (laughs) just a little bit of everything. We also teach home canning lessons and start seeds in my little hoop house. So we have, uh, seedlings in the spring for everybody who wants to patio garden. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a full service, one stop, small scale. Greenhouse. Okay, so, yeah.
1: I love that. That's great. So, and I think we mentioned uh, like Victory Gardens. It's kind of yeah, like along those lines.
2: That's how I grew up. Yeah. So it's much easier to grow things in Iowa than it is in Arkansas. We have that uh, moist. You think so yeah, just a little. Okay, the right. dark moist soil, and so it's um, beautiful. Almost anything will grow there. And then learning how to garden here on the bedrock has been quite a challenge. But I, uh, we use a lot of compost, a lot of compost, and a lot of raised garden beds. And I can get, we pair our raised garden beds and then uh, hoop up and over uh, with a trellising system and I can get seven crops per pair. So it's nice. We send two down and four up and one up and over. So you can grow a lot in a small, a small amount of space on our little urban farm.
1: Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. You totally went over my head when <laughs> you started. I mean, I understood it, but it's like, wow, well, I'll have to play that back and listen to it again. But. I mean, you, you just gave some farming science right there, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> no uh, no I, I love that because it kind of lends itself to the whole conversation that we're having anyway, right, with, with regard to, you know, local farms providing food to a place like the co-op and why it's so important to have businesses like the co-op running on a regular basis because farms need a place to supply their food to. And uh, I mean, it's it's just been, you know, I think since 1971, this co-op has been around and it has made a difference in the lives of, of people both near and far. And so it goes without saying that, you know, what you do with your canning and using the freshest ingredients possible is perfectly in line with the way that the co-op operates.
2: Thank you. What I love about the co-op system is that it not only does it support farmers, but If you have a food allergy in your house, you need to know that the product that you're buying hasn't been packaged someplace that has, you know, just take nuts, peanuts, for an example. You know, you need a product that's not manufactured in a facility that has peanuts. Well, we do that. We are are a nut-free facility. And when you get places like the co-op, you know that you're getting a quality ingredient because somebody made that. They made that for you, for your neighbors. And when you have when you're selling to your neighbors, there's a higher level of accountability. And I think that that makes the products that the co-op sells better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually, you sharing what you just shared allows me to share some of our standards of quality here at the co-op. One of those is that obviously the co-op evaluates every product that they sell with everyone's health in mind, right? Anyone that's buying food there. And then they stand behind the principle of not carrying genetically modified foods in the stores, And that, you know, that also means that the products sold at Ozark Natural Foods are free of artificial preservatives, artificial colors, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners, chemical additives, any type of added MSG, non irradiated food, organically grown and locally sourced whenever possible.
2: I love it. It's perfect. (laughs) Um, Our raspberry jam, just for an example, has three ingredients it has raspberry, organic pectin, which is sourced from the peels of apples, and Sugar and this just this year we have switched from a white sugar to a raw sugar so our sugar is vegan which is great because now this product with three ingredients will not trigger anyone who has alpha gal and because I live in Bella Vista and we're not far from the back forty trail ticks are very prevalent sure. and alpha gal continues to become a problem in Northwest Arkansas yep. and so to have an ingredient to have to make sure the ingredients that you're putting in your product. Do have those high quality, those high standards makes it easier because you may not need that and I may not need that, but somebody's going to need that. And providing for everybody, that having that inclusive aspect of our recipes is something that's really important to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I want to ask you this question based Mm -hmm. on your experience coming here to the co-op and spent almost a decade, as you said, you came here in twenty fourteen. What makes a food co-op different than other grocery stores? It's better.
2: <laughs> oh, you want more than that. Okay. Um, so I think the quality is higher because you're accountable to your neighbors. Yeah. Um, I think that it's fresher. I think that it's easier to shop because there's more selection and more variety. And, you know, sometimes that means you have to make sure you're shopping in season you're not always going to find things that are locally sourced that are, you know, out of season Yeah,
1: yeah, you can't find blueberries in uh, in the in the winter time. No, like you, this time of year you this can't. this time of find year them. no, yeah. it's kind
2: of hard, but it is. when they're in season, you know, we make some really great jam. Yeah. <laughs> so so I just I just in general I think it's it's much better. You know, growing up, I grew up on a farm and if you didn't can it or you didn't get it put in the freezer, you didn't have it in the winter. And that's one of those things that's just a natural part of life. And so when things are forced or grown out of season or then trucked in, they have a a more significant environmental impact versus just being more thoughtful with your purchasing. And I love that about the co-op. I feel like the co-op is always very thoughtful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm just curious to know with all of your experience around canning, what is the biggest obstacle for the average layperson to overcome to get into canning, right?
2: There is some equipment that you need to purchase. So there's an an upfront cost. And then, you know, just I would say determination because it doesn't always work the first time. So it's great. You can read a recipe, you can follow a recipe, you can make it happen. But we do offer canning lessons, which Helps with some of those tips and tricks, you know, things my grandma taught me 30 years ago <laughs> that will make it easier for you to know if you're doing it right. Right, um, right. And that's a great thing for us in the off season because I love to spread the knowledge. You know, if you want to learn how to garden or you want to learn how to can any of those things, you're free to check out our website because we do make it much easier for you to understand the processes.
1: Sure. Associated and with that. Can you mention that website? For oh, us?
2: sure. It's ParmeleeHomesteadCreations.com.
1: Okay. And that's P-A-R-M-E-L-E-E, HomesteadCreations.com. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, yeah. And we'll make sure people will have that in the show notes, but I'm glad you shared that because it would seem like like the wintertime would be the best time to kind of train people. It is. On canning it is. And, and, and how to preserve things so that when the summertime comes around, you are off ready to the races. Yeah, exactly. You're ready to, to go. Races.
2: You know, and it's not a huge upfront cost. There's maybe four or five pieces of equipment that you that you really kind of need to have. But say you want to learn how to make spaghetti sauce. Well, then there's certain equipment that's specific to tomatoes that you would need. But However, a lot of what I do, because we do have several freezers available to us, is I freeze my tomatoes in the summer. So I have tomatoes to make salsa year round. Okay. So we kind of do a twofold system. They're grown on our property. And then, you know, we go ahead and pull out the ingredients that we need to make the products.
1: Yeah. Would it surprise you to know that Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, is the largest and only food co-op in the state of Arkansas?
2: Largest does not surprise me, but only does. That's impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It's just yeah. a little nugget of information for for the, for those of you that are listening. Um, certainly, and I don't I don't say that to boast. I just say that it is important. And what Ozark Natural Foods has been able to do since 1971 has made a difference. It started out with just a handful of folks, and now with more than 13,000 and a half members, you know, the co-op continues to grow and continues to remain a viable source for food and a viable place for you to to shop on a regular basis to get all of the groceries that you need, knowing that when you walk through the doors of the co-op, that you're going to be provided with the the highest quality food available in the area.
2: That's my favorite part. Like you never have to worry about quality at the co-op. It's always high.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about as you've kind of stepped out into the the realm of entrepreneurship and are trying your hand at it and actually having some success, you've been involved with a program called Curate, which the co-op has actually been involved with. The co-op has had Curate come in and host a couple of events where a lot of the people that were going through the co-op, the Curate cohort for, you know, I, I, th- I think that was for the spring, the most recent one uh, was spring of 2022. They all came and set up their shop right there at the co-op and you know shared there was a, a bakery represented somebody that makes popcorn there was a person that makes teas that makes these amazing teas from a, a shami teas and i, I believe they're now in the co-op the, in the co-op now and so you know what was your experience like with curate
2: Oh, it was amazing we all came together for one in person late summer early fall mm-hmm and then we met weekly uh, virtually and then last week was our wrap up celebration and business pitch presentations sure kim runs an amazing program yep. it's really wonderful and there were 10 businesses with a food and beverage lens so we all were kind of coming from the same place right sure. we were all all navigating the same systems mm-hmm. There were some bigger businesses. There were some smaller businesses. There was one that had been in business for like 10 years and was looking to kind of revamp. Me and Tommy from Bark Boy Chocolate Company, they make um, chocolate bark. We are micro business. So just, just the two of us in our small businesses, working the farmer's market kind of circuit. So there were people in all sorts of different stages but we all had that, that community of food and beverage. And then we shared different ideas and talking about growing our businesses resourcefully and being able to fill in these like niche markets, yeah. being able to, to grow in a way that we were being, I was going to say thoughtful again, but That's fine. it's really, really resourceful. You need to be able to meet. To provide the product where the need is. Yeah, so where, Yeah. So where can you find your niche as you grow? And so it was very, it was an amazing program. It was good. I would definitely recommend it to growing businesses.
1: Yeah. Biggest takeaway from that that program that you participated in?
2: You know, one of the instructors, Philip, he gave us some worksheets that made it much easier to track your expenses per recipe. Sure. So I had had something similar to that, but this allows you to just plug in numbers because when you have to, like when I run out of tomatoes, then we will be sourcing tomatoes. And so the, the price, whether you grow your own or you have to source them is very different. Sure. Because when you grow your own, you don't take into account all of that labor cost. Of, right. 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 So those formulas have been really helpful in in being able to effectively price make like create a wholesale price. Yep. Up until this point we've really just been retail direct to consumer and so as we move into that wholesale space this was a huge thing for us to be able to adapt to where your ingredients are coming from and how to actively accurately price so that way you're not just giving away all of your hard work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that means Technically, you could walk into co-op, into the produce section and look at the pricing on stuff and, and factor in or figure out what it would cost you to produce, you know, whatever you were looking at, whatever, right. whatever fruit yeah. or vegetable that you were looking at at right. that time. So, well, that's exciting. What would you tell or, or say to someone that was new to the area about why the co-op would be a great place for them to shop and to just get to know better?
2: So I always recommend the co-op. Because it's local. And that is a big deal to me. I think that supporting each other, supporting your neighbors, that accountability piece is just a real part of farm life. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when you have a rural upbringing, it's you're taking care of your neighbors, you're checking on your neighbors. And I think that that's something that the co-op kind of brings to city life Mm -hmm. because... There is. Yes, you're supporting your local farmer, but there's more to that. You can get to know your farmers. You can, you know, there are classes, there are events, there are things you can participate in. And knowing where your food comes from is a huge part of your life. Like you eat three times a day, if not more. So knowing where that's coming from, that's big.
1: Sure. Absolutely. You've certainly laid it out. So I guess you've been here almost a decade. Do you miss Ames?
2: Yeah, a lot. I am I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, just to be honest, it's much easier to garden where, you know, the soil is rich. Right. But it's got um, rich soil here yes, in Arkansas. Yes, I mean, you, you just have to make it. You yes, keep composting, yes. it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mom is still there. So sure. I think I miss the people probably yep. more than I miss the location. I'll tell you I do not miss winter. Not no, at no, all. Not no. not even a little our, bit. Our winters
1: are definitely milder.
2: Definitely better. <laughs> definitely better here. So. I even like the summers. You know, the summer I I enjoy the heat. So yeah. I love Arkansas. It's so beautiful. I love that the climate is more temperate and that we still have all four seasons. Yes. So the Ozarks are just, it's just a beautiful part of the country. And I, obviously I'm not leaving. It's, yeah. it's been 10 years. I'm not going home. So,
1: well, yeah. we're certainly glad you're here and, and and we appreciate you sharing just a little snippet into your experience with the co-op and what yeah. that's meant for you. I'd, I'd like to think that, yes, we could lay claim to Ames being the inspiration for why you st- you started a canning business, but I'd like to think that it was really the co-op that pushed you over the edge and said, you know what, pandemic or not, we're going to start this business and we're going to start canning some amazing food and sharing it with the public.
2: I love it. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. So that's great. Well, Becky Parmalee, thank you so much for joining us here on the co-op podcast. We really appreciate that. If anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
2: Online, you'll find All of our information on my website, which is Creations.com, or you can email me at info at Creations.com.
1: Perfect. Well, there you have it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming out and joining us on the podcast
2: Yes, thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you folks taking time to learn more about Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op. This podcast was developed to highlight a community created more than 50 years ago with a focus on the love of food that is good for us and our planet. We have plenty of stories to tell, so stay tuned for more. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here soon.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op podcast. Whether you are new to the area and looking for a healthy grocery store, or you've been here for ages but didn't know the whole story about Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, this podcast, is one of the best places to start. For more information about the co-op, please visit our website at ONF.COOP to learn more. That's ONF.COOP. At Ozark Natural Foods, the co-op, we mean it when we say, keeping it local since 1971.